Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Group Text. Um, I come from multiple generations of women that cannot cook and are notoriously bad cooks. And ever since I kind of made peace with that, I have been obsessed with cooking shows. I have watched them all. But one is so far <laughs> above and beyond my favorite. It is, it is, this is, I'm going to fangirl. I feel so ridiculous. My favorite show, I, I think ever, I do watch all, I, I watch the reruns constantly, is the Great British Baking Show or Bake Off, if you're from across the pond. And I have literally been trying to get my next two guests. I feel like such an idiot for years. For years, um, you know, it's not even Christmas or my birthday yet, and I'm all giddy. This is like the best gift. Uh, please welcome none other than Paul Hollywood and Dame Prue Leith, the dynamic judging duo from the Great British Baking Show and now the Great American Baking Show, which premieres December 2nd on Roku. Welcome to the group text. I am in such fangirl mode. I wore a blue shirt for Paul, and a statement necklace for pro. This was not an accident at all. Uh, let's just jump right into the show so I can get all that out. So you guys brought, or the network brought, the new hosts of our U.S. version, Ellie Kemper and Zach Cherry, to England and into the tent and... First of all, what do you do with Noel and Matt? Did you just like say, sorry, you're not needed this week? Did you lord it over them that you got to still do the U.S. version? Like, well, back off, we're the real stars. I have to tell you that I was so pleased to be asked to do the American baking show because I've always been a bit jealous of Paul because he did the um, American baking show for years. For how many years, Paul? Six? I think it's five or six. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and um, and they never asked me to do it, so I was. But anyhow, then Roku came along and said, "I mean, I don't know why. I think maybe they just thought they would try to stick a little bit more t- to the British way of doing it." Are are so, are Noel and Matt okay? I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, fine. I've been on holiday together somewhere. <laughs> I was, you know, I'm a little concerned for their. Well, I'm always no. concerned for their mental health, but that's a whole other oh, no, conversation. You don't have to worry about those two guys. They're fine. Um, so rather having rather than having amateur bakers, you've invited celebrity home bakers. I know you've done that on the UK version, and it's always yeah. a little bit chaotic. Uh-huh. How did our US celebs do? I think very chaotic, well. Well, chaotic is quite a good word there. They did do very well. <laughs> But there was a bit of chaos. Now, did you know who Marshawn Lynch was before? Yeah, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of American football anyway. So yeah, I um I knew who certainly knew who he was. I've worked with Spice Adams in the past. 
So I was familiar with uh, with Marshall, and yeah, and it was lovely to meet him. Crazy though he is, yeah. Um, it was lovely to see him in the tent. It it was it's a really interesting cast. Yeah. I, I have to say he was the only celeb, I'm afraid. I'm rather ashamed to say that he was the only one that I had ever heard of. And I have no idea why I'd heard of him because I don't watch English football, never mind American football. <laughs> but I had heard of him. And the others, the trouble is if you don't watch television and you don't watch American television, you wouldn't have heard of most of those um, American celebrities. Um, but I have to say they were a fantastic bunch and they were yeah, they were great. And some of them, I don't think, had done much cooking. Well, that was my next question, because this always seems apparent mm-hmm. on the the UK celebrity versions. You guys, don't, they're not vetted to see if they can cook or bake beforehand. No, no we're not interested in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're interested to see how they're going to deal with the tents. Normally, it doesn't matter who they are. We've we've had the uh, we've had the bold and the beautiful walking in the tents over the years. You know, from Terry Hatcher, Richard Dreyfus, John Lithgow. Um, we, we've had um, prime ministers' wives on. We've had a couple of prime ministers' wives on, um, and we've had everybody from all walks of life. And they all just the jaw drops when they see the tents sitting like a a UFO in the middle of a field. Uh, and they just walk in and go, wow, this is amazing. And they all enjoy themselves. They may, I think everybody's nervous. I think that goes for the normal bakers as well as the celebrities, but they all have a fantastic time and they get something from it. It is quite funny, that thing about nervousness, because nearly all the um, nearly all the celebrities are used to performing. You know, they're comedians or they're actors or they're great sportsmen. They're used to standing up in front of crowds of people and they're you. But when they get into the tent, they're like they're, they're like newcomers on their first day at school. They're really nervous. Why would you agree to do a show that you know is about cooking or baking if you do not know how to do it? I mean, I literally make TikTok videos. My first one was demonstrating boiling water. <laughs> I, like, I would not put myself in that situation other than to be in the tent and to be near your guys. But I literally would just stand there. I, 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 you know, everything I know about baking comes from your show, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how long to let something rise and Oh, with, with forget patisserie week, you know, I can barely make a cake with the box. So why do people put themselves up for that? Well, yeah. don't you think we ought to have Wendy on the on the show? Or Melissa? I, th- I think, yeah, I do think, uh, I think uh, Melissa needs to do it. I think Melissa needs to come onto the show. We'll put your name forward. Melissa, sorry, Melissa. Yeah. That's okay. I, I, I go by my alias on this. And I have multiple personalities, so I'll just call myself Wendy. Whichever. Wendy can cook. That's the joke. She's she's the one that actually preps when I have to do these cooking videos and they make it like. No one's going to forgive me for telling you, calling you Wendy. Oh, please. Melissa. Don't worry. The Joe, the Joan Rangers might come after you, but don't worry. They're very gentle. (laughs) I think the reason celebrities agree to come on the show, even if they can't bake is because they watch the show and they think 
they they love the show and they think it's a nice place to be. They can see that everybody has fun and that nobody is humiliated and that it's um, a, it's a lovely place to be. And so they agree. And then they get there and they think, oops, I've got to actually do some baking. And that's a bit scary. Some of them practice before. And they and as Paul says, you can always tell the one that's practiced because they're a bit better. But, but even the ones who don't, even the ones who don't end up quite keen to do well. They try very hard and they do have a lot of fun. Uh, um, my, my last bake batch or a year ago of slice and bake cookies, and we tried to make them into shapes, I dropped the cookie sheet coming out and they all flew back into the oven. So it was like cookie getting. <laughs> I know it was literally, they're like flaming things everywhere. So yeah. I, I, I think about trying to do an American version of the show rather than the British version. And one of the things that I think is so wonderful about the British version is a, the camaraderie, people are nice. They're very interesting. There's someone who's always like composting. We have pictures, little shots of ducks walking. It's very soothing. And you basically are competing for a cake plate and the honor. Yeah. Not even a very expensive cake plate. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You know, it's predominantly displayed Actually, in their homes. Oh, I want to see this. What are you stealing shit from the set? Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's actually the that's actually the uh, the, the Bake Off uh, plate. That's the winning plate. That's what you get if you win the Bake Off. Yeah, um, <laughs> or unless you're Paul Hollywood and you steal it. Yeah, or you pitch yeah, I it. Steal, I stole that one. Yeah. I I'd done ten years and I thought I deserve a plate. <laughs> <laughs> but in America, we will scratch and murder and kill for you know. A twenty-five dollar check will eat our own young. How how <laughs> how would you translate this here? I mean, I think we're just so much more intense. I couldn't imagine people walking out with their arms around each other. They'd be in their interviews going, "Ha! Ah, well, I got rid of them." <laughs> Actually, I mean, the camaraderie and the tense is is palpable. You can you, you can feel it, and certainly the celebrities tend to help each other a little bit as well. Um, and I, I like that about the tent. You do find that in the in the British Bake Off and the American version as well. You will find that, you know, if, if someone's got a bit of time at the end of the challenge, they'll jump over and help somebody else to finish off their bake to make it look good. So we're not going to kick off at them, you know. But And you see that in the tent, whether it's American or British. And I like that about the tent because there is that, you know, it's it's a bit like us and them. We're the judges. We've, they've got to make sure we're all right. But for me... Uh, and certainly from Prue's point of view, we've got to, we want them to enjoy it, but we want, we don't want them to make mistakes. We want them to bring the best of their bacon because that's what, you know, the Bake Off and the Bacon Show is all about. You know, I was, when, when uh, we started talking about American Bake Off and I'd never seen the American Bake Off show. Um, I was a bit nervous that it would be more like you described with, with, um, contestants trying to undermine each other and with and the hosts being quite keen to humiliate to humiliate the contestants which seems to happen a lot in some american competition shows television competition shows um but i hadn't then seen um 
um, American Bake Off. And once I had seen a couple of shows, I realized that actually there's something about that tent that just turns them into Bake Off contestants. They just behave exactly the same as the British do. Maybe because they love the show before they come on. So they know what's expected. I mean, literally, when one of you says you're disappointed, people just deflate and cry. It's unbelievable. They don't even argue. Well, why? There's like, oh my God. And and that's the part of the charm of the show. And but you tap there's, into there's it. Another, there's another angle to that. I remember going to a, a, a garden party once and it was this lady's birthday. And I was invited to go along and, and she did weirdly made her own birthday cake. And so she brought it over to me to show me this cake and said to, said to me in front of all of her friends, Paul, critique the cake. Please oh, critique the cake. So I looked at the cake and I said, it's beautiful. I think what your decoration looks very good. Um, and the overall proportional size of the cake looks very good. So well done. And she looked quite disappointed. And she said, Paul, do it like you do on the Bake Off. Oh, Jesus. So I, so I did it. I took a sharp intake of breath and said, you burnt the sponges. It's too dry. They're not very high. The decoration looks awful. You split the chocolate and the overall size is terrible. But besides that, it's good. I she never spoke to me for six months. <laughs> how, how, how do you, and I mean, and I work in television for a thousand years and I have done different shows and from both sides of the production and from competing. How do you find the contestants? Because it's not like people can send in you know, a batch of cookies. Well, they have to do that as well. But what, could, what happens is, <laughs> first, the first thing that happens is you have to fill in an enormous application form, which you do online. And that is, in a way, designed to, to sort out people who just want five minutes on television from people who are really serious bakers because it's full of questions that you and I would not probably I mean, you, they could go and look up on Google and, and help themselves, but it's they very quickly realize this is a serious competition and they have to know about baking to, to get any further. So that gets rid of a lot. But we start with thousands and thousands of applications, and then they're gradually weeded down, and you do get to the time when you send in, you have to send in some bakes, and then you get, if you get past that, then you'll get, get questions and you have to... Um, talk to our home economists and finally you get to maybe get into an audition. If you get to the audition stage, by the time we're down to say 200 people, we know that all of those people could win Bake Off. They're all good enough to win Bake Off. So it's a long and arduous process just to get there. And then they have to, and then we choose 12 of them. And they, and at that point, obviously we need to make sure that that the, that the, contestants represent the British or American population so that it will be diverse and and there'll be some older people and some younger people and so on. And they have to have good personalities because so much of this. It's not so much that. It's that they must be able to stand up to the process of being on telly and cooking. Very few people can can bake at the same time as talking to somebody. Um, because you tend to, if you're making something and somebody comes and talks to you, you tend to stop in order to listen to them. Well, if you do that, you're not going to win Bake Off because they they only get their three hours or two hours or an hour and a half or whatever it is. And that is the absolute time. And it's genuine. We don't know. 
nobody is ever allowed to stop the bake off bakers and say, oh, well, could you just do that again because I missed it on the camera? There's none of that. It, it, they have to the cameramen have to catch it, and so it is a it's a, it's a re, it genuinely real, honest show. That actually so, brings me to a question I, I wanted to ask, which is okay. So we see them all baking. Time up, hands up. You come back, and the workstations are pristine. How long does it take? for them to come in, clean the tent, and put everything back out? And what if someone's creation completely collapses in that time? I'm thinking about those hanging bakes or these tower cakes or something suddenly gets runny because it's I love it gets hot in the tent and there's humidity and people are melting and food is melting. I mean, that's got to be factored in by the contestants that there is going to be this break. It's it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's happened before, and uh, it comes down to the fact of when we set a challenge, we expect it to be able to stand for at least two hours after it's finished. Why would you make something and then allow it to collapse in an hour? If it is, it wasn't done properly in the first place. So that's not our fault. But yeah, we have to take time to clean down. It can be anything from on the tech challenge half an hour, and it could be two hours because then they have to do all the beauty shots as well. So. Um, normally it'll average about an hour, just over an hour from the time they finish to the time we go in and judge. And to be honest, that winds me up a little bit. Certainly when we're doing warm bakes like a pizza and we go in and it's lukewarm. <laughs> I don't Ugh. like that at all. <laughs> and you still have to be like, mm, delicious. Well, they actually, we, we changed it and they did actually have to warm in the oven for five minutes before we, we came to them. Has anyone ever, has a crew member ever dropped something when cleaning? The, yeah, there's been a there's been a couple of accidents over the years, um, but th- we managed to help them to make them look sort of. Fortunately, we'd seen them before it happened, so we actually say that. I said, "I know it broke, but I'd actually seen it before, so I'll judge it as that." That's different to something collapsing on its under its own weight. I mean, we do try to help uh, to to be as fair as we can. I mean, if it is a really boiling hot day, the bakers will probably put their um, bakes into the fridge for that um for that hour or half an hour um and yeah the other thing i'd like to say is that even if it's cold when we taste it if you're a, a professional set of taste buds as both and paul and i are you can tell if it's good good baking even if it's cold it might be pleasanter to eat if it was hot, but we know perfectly well if it's good. You know when you're when you're washing up after a dinner party and you start tasting the bits that are left over, they always taste terrific. This episode is sponsored by Via Hemp. Ah, yes, summer, longer days, warmer nights, and the incessant chirping of crickets, reminding you that sleep is a precious commodity. Whether you need to set the mood in the bedroom or just unwind after a day battling the sun, Vaya has your back. Enter their Rest and Recovery Gummies, a magical concoction of passion flower, L-theanine, and cannabinoids designed to lull you into a state of blissful tranquility. With options for both the THC tolerant and the THC shy, Vaya ensures you'll find your perfect dosage for achieving peak comfort. Vaya isn't just about taming the sleep monsters. They've got a whole array of gummies to cater to every whim and fancy with or without THC. And they'll discreetly ship their goodies straight to your doorstep, no matter which of the 50 states you call home. 
Just sit back, relax, and let Vio work its magic. So if you're 21 plus, you can get 15% off a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code GROUPTEXT to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's ViaHemp.com. V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So I have tried their Zen gummies, and I got to tell you, they are amazing. I live in a very sort of continual stressed out state from work to being a mom to, well, just life in general. And the Zen gummies have been amazing for me. Head to viahemp.com and use the code GROUPTEXT to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. And use the code GROUPTEXT at checkout. Enhance your everyday with Viahemp. You know, my, my caterer is a genius because certainly wasn't me. I'm I'm always fascinated, especially with you, Prue, the exacting of your palate. To and not that yours is any less, Paul, but Prue, you always seem to be able to to nail it down to the. It should have been a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of a tablespoon less of mint. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but I have, I mean, I am not, I mean, Paul is a Paul is a professional baker. I'm not. What I am is quite a good set of taste buds. And that's because I had um, a chef school, two chef schools, actually, one in London and one in South Africa for one of them for nearly 50 years and one of them for nearly 30 years. So I've had I've tasted thousands and thousands of students exam food. I've also sat, been a professional um, television food judge for 20 years, um, doing the Great British Menu before Bake Off. And so that's all I do, really, is, I mean, I can't claim to be the best baker in the world, but I certainly can claim to be good at telling whether it's any good or not. It's fascinating to me because you wa- I can watch you just go, mm. and, uh, I mean, it, God, there's so many questions. Okay, without naming names, what stands out as the absolutely worst things you've had, thing you, that you've had to have in the tent? What over over since we started in the American and US one or the British one as well? Let's go full encyclopedia of the series. There's been a couple of things where people have misplaced sugar and put salt in instead. That's not good. Um, and that was particularly bad. I, I think Mary was working with me at the time and I had to stop her from eating it. I said, please don't eat that because I, I was gagging. <laughs> <laughs> And we once had a, a a biscuit, and I've even forgotten its name, I'm glad to say, because I never want to eat it again, which I think I wouldn't have liked in the first place because I don't, didn't like the spice flavor. But it was, do you remember, Paul, it was some Middle yeah. Eastern biscuit, which yeah. had a... Well, it was quite strong. They had yeah. put in, the baker had put in about, you know, four times as much of this yeah. spice. And it, Your mouth was on fire. Horrible. <laughs> Can conversely, can you remember the very best thing you've ever had? Many, many things have been very, very good. I certainly wouldn't point out one, 
but there's been so many things. I mean, sometimes if it's that good, I will nick it and have it for lunch. <laughs> so I, I will say, I look at the crew and I say, don't you dare touch that. I'm going to have that for my lunch. <laughs> exactly. And it's very rare, but that is what that is the ultimate test, isn't it? If we if we 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 bag a bit to keep, you know, to have for lunch or for, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it home. <laughs> so, so the technicals, which it's just you can feel the fear in the tent. I always feel like they're more scared of Paul's technicals, but I feel like they should be more concerned about Prue's. But here's here's the question. So you go into the who makes those beautiful samples? We have a team. We have a team of uh, home economists that work in the back. Um, we've had them for many years now. You know, ten, thirteen years now. But um, yeah. they are very good at what they do. They are the best bakers I know. They're fantastic. But I have to say, I'm sorry we're having this conversation because I like the fact that quite a lot of people think. That, you know, if it's Prue's challenge, that Prue made that. <laughs> and I love them to think I made that. But actually, we don't make them. Um, what, what happens is they use, they use our recipes. So if it's if it's a Paul's Donuts, it'll be a, you know, a, a recipe for one of Paul's books. Did and you, the same for mine. Did you guys know each other before the no, show? We'd ne- no, we'd never met before. Um, I was aware of Prue, obviously, from the Great British Menu, but um, no, we'd never met before. And weirdly, what you were saying about the the tech challenges, I'd actually helped out to do some of the challenges because my my skill with dough, um, mm-hmm. they rely sometimes on that to get them looking just right for some of the challenges. So I do I do like to get involved sometimes. The problem is we just haven't got the time. Because we're we're filming all day and we're running around, just haven't got the time to do it. But we always try and help out as much as we can. And what they do is they they use our recipes and then we go and, and then they bake the thing a couple of days before the challenge, yeah. and ask us if that's what we meant and if that's absolutely right. We might make a slight alteration or something, and then they they bake it again for the day. Do you ever set a challenge and then suddenly? in the midst of actually watching these amateur bakers do it, think, oh, man, we've, we've gone too far. It's too hard. We should add time. I mean, I saw one that took two days, you know, where they were making ice cream and then these ones that are time sensitive and you've got people staggered starts. Do you ever get into a situation where you're like, we may have over-challenged them? No, because they're, they're tested many times for time. Um, normally, they'll go, you know, sometimes there might be a bake, which is two hours, and they were tested several times, and they've taken an hour and a half to do it. But we'll give them two hours because they're not professional bakers. So we'll add time on um, to, you know, alleviate that. So it's always fair. The, the answers to all the questions and the how you make your bake good is all there in the recipe. We may take out some of the method little bits and there'll be little bits. But the recipe is all there. Everything is laid out and it's all in sequence. So you'll have filling, a dough, a sponge. It's all there. Okay. If they <laughs> missed it or make a mistake, that's it. But I've seen episodes where it just says, make sponge. You've like- seen that once. Yeah, you've seen that. You haven't seen that many times. We've only done that once. 
But we only do that. I mean, we might say we we do Paul. We do sometimes just say make buttercream or make or make yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or make or make a meringue or something, because we are talking about the twelve best bakers in the country. They must know how to make shortcrust pastry, how to make a buttercream. Otherwise, they shouldn't be there. So, but we would never do that to the celebrities. We would always give them the recipe for anything because we know they don't know what to do. And sometimes all the ingredients there, we might say, um, <laughs> make a sponge. But all the ingredients are there. It's all it's all listed. Yeah. It's all there and, to and, go and down. The Not just the ingredients, but the quantities. What, yeah. One of the things that cracks me up is everyone is terrified of Paul staring at them. Yeah, those blue eyes. Yes. <laughs> But what makes me just giggle is when you're in back talking about the technical, Prue, it always seems like you've got this little devilish giggle. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't think yeah. that, that they see it. They also always talk about how much you like alcohol in huh. in general. And I think, oh, that poor woman, by the end of tasting 12 things, poorly add with so much alcohol, you must want to be like, Bleh. You know what? <laughs> This is Paul's fault. Paul has been promoting this idea that I'm an absolute drunk for a long time and people are beginning to believe it. But my feeling about drink is, yes, I do like a, a, a glass and I do like alcohol in cake. I think there's almost no cake. It's not improved by <laughs> about it. But I don't believe that if what I think you, lots of bakers make a mistake. They think if, say, they're making a trifle, and the recipe says one glass of sherry. They think if they put in three glasses, it'll be three times better. And of course it won't. Um, so, yeah, no, I do. I, I, I confess to liking a bit of booze, but I don't think I actually like it any more than Paul does. You both have outside projects that are amazing. Paul, you've got a new show coming out, Paul Hollywood Eats Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, how Comes do off you know? the back of uh, Paul Hollywood Eats Japan. Yeah. So I've had it. Yeah. Do you ever just- yeah, that came that came out a couple of months ago, and it was great fun. Really good fun. I love Mexico. It was a, it was a month meeting uh, a load of Mexican chefs traveling around Oaxaca, Tijuana, Baja, Cancun, Mexico City. Yeah, it was great. And pre- it's a terrific. Show. And so is the Japan one, by the way. The Paul eats Japan. It's fantastic. And you? Yeah, and- I, was, I was full after that. <laughs> There's only so many chips you can eat. But Prue, you have, and it it just came to New York and Los Angeles, a uh, one woman show called "Nothing in Moderation," that mm-hmm. charts your life journey. Uh, I know. What I, when I got, I've only been doing tryouts of it so far, just in New York once, and in a couple in um, LA. And the the Los Angeles audience was so fantastic. I actually rang Joanna Lumley up before I started this to ask her what you know did she think I could do and she said don't worry about it she said everybody who goes to your show likes you anyway otherwise they wouldn't have bought a ticket and and their energy and their enthusiasm will carry you through it and I didn't sort of believe her and I did a few shows in in Britain too before I said and and they all went very well and the audience clapped and laughed towards it but I did I wasn't really relaxed and happy but when I got to LA this audience was completely mad. I mean, they were hollering and stamping and shrieking and and yelping and whooping before I'd said a word. <laughs> I hadn't opened my mouth. 
And it was such a fantastic feeling. And so, so anyhow, I'm now committed to um, a tour around America next autumn and a tour around Britain in the spring. And yes. Paul said to me, you're going to be absolutely knackered. It's exhausting because he's done it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're mad, you're mad. It's too tiring. But anyway, I, I can't resist it because I just loved it. And I realized why why. Maybe that's why stand up sometimes keep touring, even though it's totally exhausting long before they should, you know, when they should give it up because they, because that audience um, enthusiasm is such a drug. I have, I, I have to ask you, Prue, a, a specific fashion question because What's that? just like my mother, you cannot resist a statement necklace. No, I can't. No. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but she, she was, I mean, she made jewelry very successfully for many, many years. Um, uh, who does your styling? Cause you always look so fantastic on the show. Well, you know, I've always liked a lot of color and, and really my style is just color added to more color, but I do have a marvelous stylist called Jane Galpin, who I met on a show. She, you know, when I, when I was doing the great British, um, menu, which I did for 11 years, I really never liked the clothes that the film company wanted me to wear because they'd give me these stylists who were, much, you know, they were very young, sort of in their 20s, and there was I in my 70s, and they would want me to wear the sort of clothes they wore, and I, I just couldn't bear it. And um, then I met Jane, and she got me in one. She said, I know what you're about. You like block colours. Very simple, very bright, and you know. So she she now helps me all the time, and so and the best thing about it is because I hate shopping. I really, really hate hate shopping, and she does all of that. And she turns up with all these jackets, and and I say the ones I want, and I keep them, and she takes the others away. What do you guys do in your downtime? I know, Paul, you race cars. I yeah, I've raced cars in the past. I've raced. Um... Uh, it's been about two years now. Last time I raced, I think COVID scuppered a couple of the races I was into. I enjoy uh, cycling. I've been doing a little bit of that, and um, I spend most of the time in the garage, sort of tinkering with the bikes, which I quite enjoy. Are you flying yet? You said you were going to do another. Yeah, I'm in the middle of doing my pilot's license as well, which is, I mean, the weather hasn't been fantastic, so I might have to pick it up again next year. But I enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's that. I think just doing something different. I love flying. It's that sense of freedom. And Prue, what about you? Besides touring, writing, all that? Writing is probably what I do. Gardening I love. I did. I recently did a, a show with my husband about creating a garden, which was fun, a short series. But I love gardening, and I like I write novels. So I, I, while Paul is watching racing or cars I um, am generally tapping away on my computer because we we both have a lot of downtime which the hosts don't because they have to be on the set with the um, contestants or at least one of them does all the time to look after them but Paul and I you know it's a five-hour challenge or a four-hour challenge we probably get three hours hours off yeah which yeah. is really Paul and Prue, this has been such a dream for me. I can't begin to tell you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody needs to watch the great American baking show, Bake Off. Comes out December <laughs> 2nd on Roku. You can't miss it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Louis to meet you, Melissa. Ahora Media Production.